I'm going to be giving my top 10 MLB position players this season. So in advance, before I get all the outrage, all the outcry, there won't be any Mike Trout on this list because, I mean, he hasn't played enough this year. He hasn't been a top 10 player in the league. And other stars that may be slumping or not having as great of a year this year, it's the same case for them. They probably won't be on this list. But so the way I did it, I used Baseball Savant, which is a really good website if you want to look at advanced baseball stats, like hard hit percentage, even random stuff like no doubt home runs, which I'm not even exactly sure how that's measured. They say it on the website, but I don't I don't know what it is. But um, yeah, hard hit percentage, how it's above average, like defensively. There's barrel rate for every batted ball event, which is a ball uh, you make contact with, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember if it's that or a ball in play, like a fair ball, but, I mean, you get the gist of what that is. There's barrel rate. There's sweet spot percentage. I don't even know how they measure some of this, but Baseball Savant, it's a great website. Um, I'll link it down below at the end. But So I used a lot of these stats on that website. And I sort of made a formula. And so the stats that I used were sweet spot percentage, average exit velo, average distance, hard hit percentage, batting average, slugging, um, weighted on base average, barrel per uh, batted ball event percentage, uh, exit velocity percentile, hard hit percentile, and walk percentile and I was gonna do some sort of home run measurement but then when you get into the list you realize some of these guys are great players but they're not bombers like that and that's not all baseball is so I didn't want this list to just become you know 10 home run hitters so without further ado let's get into it I have 18 players I'm not gonna talk about all 18 in the same uh, length of time I'm just gonna brush over the honorable mentions real quick and then we'll get into the real uh, top 10 here so at 18 I had brave second baseman Ozzy Albies a lot of his stats actually really surprised me on uh the year he is ninth in batted ball events so he puts the ball in play he has a 38.6 sweet spot percentage which is better than Freddie Freeman better than Bogarts better than Bryce Harper better than Trey Turner He's got 89.5 average exit below, which is higher than Bogarts, and a little bit higher than Trey Turner's, right behind Harper and Freeman. And the reason I'm saying these guys is because these are some other guys that are going to appear in this episode, and I happen to have those numbers side by side next to them. Anyways, he had an average uh, distance on his balls of 202 feet, and out of those five guys, I've said Turner, Harper, Bogarts, Freeman, Albies. That was uh, by far the highest. He has a 37% hard hit rate, and he has a 9.7 barrel percentage on batted ball events. I'm just going to start saying barrel rate, so now you know um, what that is. But yeah, great season so far for Ozzy Albies. Um, maybe the best second baseman this year is probably between him, Adam Frazier, who I can't wait to see play for the Padres. Padres are really making a run at it. In fact, uh, let me go off on a tangent real quick. Padres, earlier today, it was announced that they were closing in on a deal for Max Scherzer, but as of right now while I'm recording this, I actually just saw a headline that said that the Dodgers are trying to swipe into the last second, and they're doing some sort of package, or trying to do some sort of package that involves them getting Scherzer and Trey Turner, the two big Nats, uh, 
trade chips, which would be insane. The defending champs getting a multiple-time Cy Young winner and one of the top uh, batting average guys in the MLB, a great defender, maybe the fastest guy in MLB. That would be huge for the Dodgers. Um, so, yeah, but anyways, back to this. Like I said, Ozzy might be the best second baseman of the game, one of the key players in the Braves. And next is going to be another uh, middle infielder. It's going to be Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox. He is 30th in batted ball events. He has a 36.2 sweet spot percentage, um, 88.9 average exit below. Uh, he's just a real solid year. You know Xander Bogarts. He's one of those guys that you know what you're going to get from him every year. He's not going to have one 280 year and like then a 320 year. No, you're going to see – somewhere around 300 to 320 pretty much every year. He's a great, consistent hitter. He puts the bat on the ball. After him, or, yeah, after him, I've got Michael Brantley of the Houston Astros, who has sort of experienced a career resurgence the last few years in Houston. He was kind of cast off in Cleveland where he was a star. He was, I believe, at least one year he finished top five in MVP voting, and they kind of just cast him off. He's had a lot of injuries, but, you know, he's having a real solid year out there. Let me take a look at this real quick. He is seventh in sweet spot percentage, and he is third in batting average in the MLB. So he's just been one of the big spark plugs for the Astros, who they, they're having a great year. Altuve, Correa, they're all playing great. Kyle Tucker, just a great team that can make a deep run in October. The AL is wide open. Um, after Brantley, I've got who I actually just mentioned, Trey Turner, who apparently he could be a Dodger by the night's end. But I've got him as the 15th best player right now, position player in the MLB this season. Um, Trey is 14th in batted ball events. He has a 35.8 sweet spot percentage. Uh, not a great average distance, but that's just because, you know, he's a contact guy. He still has um, 17 or 18 home runs on the year. But, you know, big contact guy. He's going to get on base. He's going to steal bags. He's going to be a great base runner for you which he has been for the Nationals, but like I said, he could be for the Dodgers. And, um, yeah, a great year for Trey Turner. Um, we'll see what his future is, but he is the 15th best position player right now in the game, in my opinion. After Trey, we've got Orioles outfielder Cedric Mullins, who's having an awesome year. I'm really glad that he ended up being able to start the All-Star game. He's actually from near me. He went to, um, I actually can't remember which high school it was, but it was a Gwinnett County High School nearby. It might have been Brookwood, but I can't remember. But it's a Gwinnett County school in Georgia that he came from in high school, and now he's out here starting in the MLB All-Star game, even if it is uh, just as a replacement to Mike Trout. I honestly think Mullins deserved the nod ahead of Mike Trout. He's had a great year. Um, we can actually look at these stats real quick. He... He is sixth in batting average and eleventh in slugging, and then he is also seventeenth in barrel rate um, per every batted ball event. Like I said, I'm going to start just saying barrel rate because you guys get it at this point. After Cedric, uh, the only Oriole on this list, I've got the only Red on this list, which is Nick Cassianos at thirteen. And, you know, Nick's having a really slept-on year because the Reds, um, 
you know, nobody really talks about them. They're just kind of middle of the pack. They've been struggling really the last month. Um, but they've got, I mean, they had two NL starting outfielders, and, of course, Castellanos was uh, one of them. He's first in sweet spot percentage. He's first in batting average at a three twenty nine clip. He's just had a complete resurgence this year. He's an outspoken guy. He's a great guy for baseball. And, yeah, after him, I've got Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez, the ageless wonder, the workhorse, the catcher of the Kansas City Royals. He um, is having one of his best career years this season. I mean, you look at the numbers. He's 12th in average exit below. He's 7th in hard hit rate. I mean, and he, he does everything great behind the dish, too, not just hitting. He's a great, great catcher for the Royals. We'll see. If he continues at this level for the rest of the year, he's obviously a veteran guy, a little bit older. But it's been real nice to see a you know late career, not revival because he wasn't bad, but just upping the ante for Salvador Perez here in the later years of his career. And the final honorable mention, I really wanted to put him in the top 10, but I just couldn't with the numbers and all the combined stats, is Juan Soto. Juan is an amazing player. He's one of the great young outfielders in the game one of the great young players in the game. And, I mean, the face of the Nationals ever since Bryce Harper left. And, I, like I said, I really, really, really wanted to put Juan in the top 10. He's 12th in average exit velocity. Let's see what else. He is 7th in hard hit rate. And he actually, he's, he's top 5. I believe he may be 4th. Yeah, he's fourth in walk percentage. He's 11th in hard hit percentile. I mean, he just, Juan does it all. He's actually been a really good fielder this year, too. He's number three in runs prevented in the MLB. And he's top 10 in outs above average from the outfield. And he had a 92% success rate on these outs above average. So, great year for Juan. Really want to put him in the top 10. And by the end of the year, he might be in my top 10. But for now... Got him right at 11 as a last honorable mention. So without further ado, let's get in to the top 10. At number 10, I've got one of two San Diego Padres on this list, and that is Manny Machado. Manny uh, on the left side of the infield with Tatis is just, it's unfair. I mean, the Padres, they also just added Frazier on the other side of the infield, like I said. But Manny, he's been great this year, and I don't think it's been talked about enough because of how good and well-rounded the Padres are. And because of how good Tatis has been right now, maybe the likely NL MVP. He's definitely the candidate that stayed the healthiest. But Manny is top 10 in average exit velocity. He's top 10 in hard hit percentage and a hard hit percentile. And um, he's also top 10 in exit velocity percentile. Uh, staying in the NL West, at number 9, I have this year second best first baseman in the MLB and that's Max Muncy. Max is another guy that to me is out west and he's under the radar and maybe maybe that's part of why guys fly under the radar in the mainstream media. I mean guys that play on the west you know they don't play till 10 30. A lot a lot of the country doesn't stay up and watch some of these west games but if if you don't realize how good of a season Max Muncy is having this year let me tell you he's top 10 in slugging He's top 10 in weighted on-base average. He's top 10 in barrel rate. 
and he's top 10 in walk percentile. So, I mean, he's getting on base all sorts of different ways. The power's there. The power's always been there. Um, let's see. He's just, I mean, he's really, that Dodgers team has so many good players, but to me, he has easily been the guy, you know, carrying the load, being the leader this year. I mean, last, uh, last week against the Giants when they played that series in L.A., you saw him barking from the dugout all series. You saw he's kind of become taking on the role of the vocal leader of the Dodgers when you really think it might be a Mookie Betts or a Cody Bellinger. Um, it's been Max Muncie this year, and right now they're in second. They're a game behind the Giants. We'll see what happens in that division. The NLS is crazy. But, yeah, Max Muncie is my ninth best position player this year in baseball. At number eight, moving to the American League, we've got Rafael Devers. Rafael Devers has burst onto the scene this year. He's steadily been improving, but he's turned into a star this year. Started the All-Star game at third for the American League this year. Uh, I actually went to a game at Truist Park um, against the Red Sox, and Rafael Devers hit one of the deepest uh, straight center field home runs I've seen in person. It was crazy. Um, it was a moonshot. Rafael Devers is a great hitter. He's got great power. Um, let's see, he's top 20 in average exit velocity, weighted on base average, exit velocity percentile, and uh, hard hit percentile. He's also he's top 10 in slugging percentage and um, barrel rate. So Rafael Devers having a great year. He's a big part of why the Red Sox have been so successful this year. That's another bloodbath division, honestly. That and the NOS are, to me, the two best divisions in baseball. In the West, like I said, you've got the Giants, you've got the Dodgers, you've got the Padres. That's a three-horse race and maybe the three favorites in the National League. And then in the American League East, you've got the Red Sox, you've got the defending AL champs in the Tampa Bay Rays. You've got the Yankees, who, as much maligned as they are this year, they're Still, they've still got a shot at making the postseason, making some noise. They've made some good moves the last two days. They needed to address their lefty power bats, and they did just that. They added Joey Gallo last night. Uh, I don't think they really overpaid for him. And then they added Anthony Rizzo today from the Cubs, which who knows if that's a rental, if that's part of the long-term plans. I don't know. But they before Gallo was acquired, I saw they had 22 home runs all season from lefties. And... Gallo and Rizzo combined have more than that on the year. Gallo himself has more than that. But them combined, those two have more than all the Yankees left-handed bats do all season. So a lot more left-handed power to that short right field porch at Yankee Stadium. Coming in next at number seven is a guy that's been around in these top ten lists for a long time. Maybe it's not gotten the respect he's deserved uh, from myself included since he joined a new team. But that's Bryce Harper of the Philadelphia Phillies. He's the only Philly in my top 10. Uh, Bryce is having a great year. The power numbers aren't quite there. RBI numbers aren't there for him this year, but not all that's really his fault. Bryce Harper is top 20 in batting average. He's top 20 in slugging, and he's top 20 in walk rate. He's also top 10 in weighted on base average and barrel rate. So Harper, he's putting the bat on the ball. He is just having a phenomenal year. I just saw the other night that inside the park home run he had. He just brings such an energy, and he has ever since he entered the league at 19 years old, which is crazy to think about because I was 19 years old, uh, or I am 19 years old, and he was 19 years old when he came into the league with the Nationals. And now you look, what, nine years later, 
and he's still an MVP candidate. He's won an MVP, I believe it was unanimously. And, um, you know, the Phillies, they've invested a lot into him. They've invested 300-something million. So uh, if they can get a few more assets, I think maybe they could contend and maybe the legend of Bryce Harper could grow. Who knows? But um, staying in division at number six, we've got another first baseman. No surprise to see him in this list. It's Freddie Freeman, uh, the reigning National League MVP. Had a really slow start for the Braves this year, and he's actually he's done that a few times in his career where he started off slow. At some point, maybe in May, he was hitting around 220, and um, now he's way back up. He's hitting 288, and so... He actually, the month's coming to a close, but the month of July has been one of the best months of his career. I saw it the other day on the broadcast during the Braves and uh, Phillies game. He's having one of the best months of his career, and it's leading to a resurgence. It's put Freddie back in the MVP race if the Braves can start, um, you know, making some noise in the East. They're four games back right now. We'll see what happens with that. But Freddie Freeman, he's the mainstay, no doubt, the most consistent guy on the Braves. The workhorse, um, he's just a great player. He's top 20 in average exit velocity, uh, hard hit percentile, and exit velocity percentile, along with gold glove level defense at first, and just the leadership he brings. So Freddie Freeman is my number six player, position player in the MLB this year. So now we are in the top five. I'm sure a lot of these names aren't really going to be shockers, but it's up to you to interpret, you know, your own opinion of where I put these guys. So, at number five, he's dealing with something right now. He's been scratched a few times, but Aaron Judge, the right fielder for the New York Yankees. I know about the health issues. We all do. They're well documented. But when Aaron Judge is on the field, there is no doubt that he is one of the greatest players in baseball. He's an athletic freak. He can run. He's huge and strong. He, I mean, I heard an analyst the other day on the Yankees-Astros game just saying it looks, you know, effortless. When Judge smacks the ball 430 feet, it looks like, like he's not even really swinging that hard and it's just flying off the bat. Judge is um, top 10 in sweet spot percentage, which is no surprise. Uh, average exit velocity, hard hit percentage, barrel rate, exit velocity percentile, and hard hit percentile. So Judge is just having a monster year. He's tearing it up. He plays great defense. He's got an amazing arm out and right. So, yeah, that staying in the AL East, uh, number four, Vlad Guerrero Jr. A lot of people had questions after that first year. He had a great home run derby, but, you know, the numbers weren't exactly where everybody thought they would be. And I was someone that was kind of detracting from him after that, kind of maybe a little too quick to give up, and after the shortened season. He didn't do as well as maybe I thought he could. And I was starting to, you know, get a little weary of Vlad and uh, where his stock was at. But, I mean, everybody knows what he's done this year. Uh, He's second in batting average in the MLB at a 327 clip. He's third in average exit velocity at 95.2. I mean, there's not really anything Vlad can't do. He's sixth in hard hit percentage at 55.4. He's second in slugging at 656. He's first in weighted on base average, 449. I mean, he's top 10 in barrel rate. He's second in exit velocity percentile, second in hard hit percentile. My bad, tied for third in hard hit percentile. I read that wrong behind 
Judge Otani and tied with Tatis. And then he is he has a ninety he's in the ninety second walk percentile. He's fourth in that. And to go with that, he has eighteen no doubt home runs on the year according to baseball savant. So Vlad, he's just tearing the league up this year. The Blue Jays, if they could get a little more pitching, man, that team, they could become something really scary with him, Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, George Springer, Marcus Semien, even young guys like Kevin Biggio. I mean, some of those guys I said are young, but guys that you may not think of as much on that team, they're, they're going to be really good in a few years. I'm calling it right now. At number three, we have Manny's counterpart, Fernando Tatis Jr. He is top 10 in average exit velocity at 93.7. He's top 10 in hard hit percentage at number 5 at a 55.9% clip. He's top 10 in slugging, top 10 in weighted on base average, top 10 in barrel rate, top 10 in exit velocity percentile. Top 10 hard hit percentile, like I said, tied with Vlad in that category. His defense is a bit of a question mark. He's made a lot of errors this year, but nobody can question this guy's talent. Nobody can question his hustle. I mean, that play where he tagged up on a pop-out against the Nationals, that was insane to me. I mean, that guy, he just finds a new way to look smooth and athletic out there on the field. Every game, it feels like. It feels like must-watch baseball when Tatis is playing. Matter of fact, I went just last week to Truist Park to watch the Braves take on the Padres. And um, sure enough, he played great. He hit a home run. And, I mean, that's just that's the kind of player he is. No matter when you go to see him, he'll probably do something special. So now we are in the top two. And, yes, this next guy I'm about to say is a position player in this list. He hits. He also pitches the next Babe Ruth, Shohei Otani. Otani is top 10 in average exit velocity, average distance, hard hit percentage, slugging, weighted on base average, barrel rate, exit velocity percentile, hard hit percentile. I mean, the guy does it all. He's fifth in average exit velocity at 93.9. Like I said, he was second in average distance at 211. Third in hard hit percentage at 56.4%. The average isn't quite where some of these other guys are, but, I mean, it's Otani. He leads the league in home runs with 37. Leads the league in slugging at 691. There's nothing this guy can't do. He's doing this all while being a top 10, maybe top 5 pitcher in baseball. Not just the American League, not just the AOS, in baseball. This is something we haven't seen in over a century when Babe Ruth did it. At least effectively. We've had guys try to be two ways and it hasn't worked out quite well. But Otani, he's the real deal. So our number one spot. I don't know if this is going to cause any kind of controversy, but the numbers do back it up. And that is Braves right fielder Ronald Acuna Jr. So Ronald, let's get into this. He is top 10 average exit velocity, average distance, hard hit percentage, slugging, Weighted on base average, exit velocity percentile. He's a great base runner. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. Um, he plays great defense out in right field. And he just brings the energy and swagger that a lot of these young guys do, like Soto, like Vlad, like Tatis. Acuna is, he's only, what, 22, 23. 
can't remember the exact age. It's one of those two. And he's accomplished so much already. He won Rookie of the Year. He almost joined the 40-40 club his second year. He had a great season. I think He won a Silver Slugger in the shortened COVID season. And this year, it looked like he was on pace to be the National League MVP before he got hurt. And it really sucks seeing young guys like that get hurt around the league. Uh, thankfully, we haven't had too many injuries this year like that, but it's just a shame to see that we won't be able to watch Ronald play baseball for a little while and not the rest of this season. Really hurts baseball, really hurts the Braves. It's just not a good thing. But Ronald, he's number six in average exit velocity, 93.8. He's got a 39.6 sweet spot percentage. He has an average distance of 201. 54.8% hard hit rate, um, 596 slugging. He's hitting 283, or he was, let me put that in the past tense, was before the injury, uh, 414 weighted on base average, 20.3 barrel rate, uh, 97 exit velocity percentile, 97th percentile hard hit rate, 92nd percentile on walks, I mean, the guy just does it all. He's a five-tool player if you've ever seen one. He, right now, injuries put aside, everything. This season, he is the best player, best position player in the MLB. That's not to say Ronald is far and away, no matter what, the best player in baseball. I mean, Mike Trout, he still he still exists. We'll see what he looks like once he is, you know, back fully swinging, healthy. But this season, Ronald Acuna Jr. has been the best player in baseball. And so that wraps up my top 10. Soon I'll be coming out with an episode about the top 10 pitchers. And then we'll start getting into this with the other sports. The regular episodes will also uh, occur. We'll talk about, you know, the latest news in basketball, you know, the drafts tonight. We'll talk about the NFL, things like Aaron Rodgers, his press conference yesterday, college football, Oklahoma and Texas. We'll talk about all those kinds of things. This isn't just going to be a baseball-only podcast, but I wanted to do something, you know, special something you're not going to hear every episode of the podcast for the first episode, and I figured baseball season's in full swing. Why not start it off with baseball? So, yeah, there's my top ten players in the majors, and this is Brady Penn signing off from the stand-up triple.